0: What is happening everybody? Welcome back to another week of the Lockout Podcast. We've just come off the back of a Mexico. How do you guys find the race? Uh, not, not that exciting. <laughs> yeah, bit of, bit <laughs> of a snooze fest to be fair. Yeah. 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 I woke up at like 6.30am to my mate's message saying this is the most dead race of the season. Yeah. And I just hit the snooze button on my alarm and went back to sleep. Yeah. I feel bad about it because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about this episode but... <laughs> that's What a great way to start. I watched the highlights at least.
1: <laughs> that race was a cure for insomnia that yeah yeah
2: yeah it wasn't um, great we've had we've had a few good races back to back and something had to give and unfortunately it was mexico Mm. and
0: it's a shame it's mexico because they provide one of the best fan experiences and atmospheres of the whole season Mm, and to let that down with such a terrible race is tragic
1: literally every aspect of that weekend was fantastic from like the crowd the atmosphere the the theatrics that they had with the podium the mariachi band F1 theme, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, that was, great. was um, great. You know, the the altitude throwing up a bit of a random spicy qualifying, uh, and then the race was just crap. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Such such a good build up for
0: such a big letdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the knight in shining armor this whole weekend was Daniel Ricciardo, who absolutely pulled out an absolute stellar performance after what has been a very very miserable season and back to back races. I don't know what the car had this week that he didn't have in previous races, but he was on something, He just wasn't he? He just needs to take more people out. He does. (laughs) Because that was a very questionable dive into, (laughs) into who was it? Sonoda. Yeah, he he
2: ended Yuki's race and watching it, I was going, ah, shit, like, this is the pits for Dan. Like, this is the the worst of the worst. It's (laughs) not going to get better from here. Like, now he's just taking drivers out like George Russell. He's just, (laughs) he's hit rock bottom. And then, they informed him of the penalty he was going to get and just lit a fire under yeah. his ass. Yeah, just driving like a man
1: possessed. He was yeah. just overtaking everyone left, right, and centre. If sacrificing Yuki is what we have to do <laughs> week in, week out till the end of the season now to get the best from Danny, like you take it, willing to do the price we've got to pay. It's you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Danny Rick is the type of man that needs a fire under his ass to get him going. Yeah, yeah. And maybe this is it. Um, but yeah, look, I, I don't doubt that that's probably a one-off. What do you guys reckon?
1: Kind of hard to say, like, he he did open up his race with a fantastic sort of strategy. His opening hmm. stint on, on the uh, medium tyres was, was very good and it really set the tone for how he was going to end that race, that he was hmm. one of the only ones that could take advantage of running on the soft tyres. For sure. Kind, kind of like the um the strategy that Russell was whinging about wanting to go on to, um, yeah. which, like... I mean, whether he did or he didn't, they were getting battered by Red Bull that race anyway. I don't subscribe to this theory that Mercedes could have been closer towards the end if they had changed their strategy. They had no chance. No, the no, Max was cruising in front and even Perez would have been miles in front of Hamilton if he hadn't screwed up his pit stop. So yeah, um, So yeah, that that was a huge factor in why Danny looked so competitive at the end of that race. Um but having said that like all of his moves other than, than Yuki's were were clean they were you know the Danny of old just making yeah, the stamp clean, and fair, sending it yeah you know, late breaking late breaking yep. yeah and inventive too like in different parts of the track that you wouldn't necessarily see overtaking they weren't just all DRS drive bys um yeah it was it was just good if if that's the last of the old Danny that we see like that's a good way to remember him he yeah, put on a show it was good mm. i
2: think McLaren in general were just on one that weekend they they got the fastest pit stop as well under mm. 2 seconds it was just
1: A good weekend for them. Mm. Makes you wonder, is Alpine like the Ferrari of the midfield fight? That they've got clearly a fast car, but they keep finding new ways to screw it up. just just French cars, right? Mm.
0: (laughs) Very similar to Ferrari cars at the moment. But Mm. I did see my mate actually before I left um, mentioned something to me about Danny Rick's drive that I had no idea about. And Mm. it's probably because I didn't watch the race. But when he was overtaking Ocon, if you watch closely at the camera on top of the car, apparently he's coming up behind Ocon and as he's coming up behind, he's got his left hand on the wheel and he gets out the finger guns and shoots (laughs) Ocon's car and then just pulls out and overtakes him. (laughs) What? Dude, dead set. Yeah, You've got to look at the the footage on like 0.25 speed to actually see the finger guns go off. But like that is a Danny Rick that I want. Like one hand on the wheel... Yeah. I know he was, like, doing the
2: shuck as, as he crossed the finish line, but yeah. I didn't I didn't see the finger guns. Yeah, yeah. he was in Very a mood, hard. man. He's better
0: driving one-handed. He
1: is. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Some would argue he's been fighting one-handed the whole season. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair.
0: Yeah. And uh, what happened to Ferrari this weekend? Yeah. The Mercedes
2: pipped him again. They're still in Austin. Yeah. They didn't show up. No. Yeah. To be fair, they're still in Melbourne. But, uh, <laughs> they haven't shown up since. <laughs> Living in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, yeah, a bit of an odd one for Ferrari. They were just... Mm. They were too fast for everyone behind them, but too slow for everyone in front of them. So it was just a very lonely race, fifth yep. and sixth.
1: Yeah, they, um, the car didn't look comfortable at all. Um, they just didn't get it set up yeah, right. Neither driver were happy with it. And fundamentally, they were so far down on top speed because of their engine concept. They just they they run a smaller turbo than than everybody else, all the other engine suppliers. And when you're up at altitude like that, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. You just, yeah, right. it's, it's part of the reason um, that Science had his engine... Uh, blow up in in austria that austria was a race that was at at altitude um and mexico is three times as high right yeah. so are their fans but <laughs> the racetrack is also three times as high um so yeah the ferrari weren't expecting to be that competitive but i think even considering that like it was still it bad. was a shit show it was yeah. it was really bad
0: but why can a team like red bull just not be phased by any any racetrack <laughs> And Ferrari can be phased by little things like altitude. Must th- be all that catering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just costing way too much. Hey. I don't know what it is, but yeah, they're just...
2: Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another level.
0: And how are we feeling about next season? Obviously, we've got a whole summer break for Ferrari to look back on this whole season and maybe take things away. But from what we've seen, from the way that Bonotto reacts to each race, it sounds like he's just going to be lying on a beach in... um. Positano and just having yeah. a few cocktails and on the spritzers,
1: just on the spritzers, just lying there on sports bet. He seems like a spicy, mar- spicy mugs kind of guy. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know, mate. Like the, the 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 common trend for Ferrari has been when they start seasons well, they tail off towards the back end of the season. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. it's a case of they can't develop the car properly or they head in the wrong direction, or they just get
2: way too complacent too or, early.
1: Yeah, they get complacent or their strategy just goes out the window. Um, the only difference this season was they started that process much sooner, yeah. And they just they threw it away. And um, and yeah, but I, I, to be honest, e- even if the car had remained competitive and the team were making the right decisions, the, the longer this season goes on, the more inclined I am to believe that Verstappen was just going to pump everybody this year. Yeah, he's just he is in the zone for sure. There's there's nothing you can do to stop him at this point. He's just he's winning races that that he shouldn't have won and he's winning races like on Sunday that he should win and he's Mm. winning them at an absolute cruise. And he's just like
2: so cool, calm and collected about it. Like he's almost driving in a robotic state. Yeah. Was um it was you that yeah Daniele when you sent me the um it was a list of his lap times after his pit stop when he went onto the mediums and literally I think it was like lap twenty seven or something he pitted. Mm. And from lap twenty seven till the end of the race, which is lap seventy one, every single lap that he pulled was within one second of each other. They're all in the one minute 22s, except for the two virtual safety car laps where he had to slow down. But every other lap he took into account, tire degradation, track conditions changing, passing through back markers, overtaking them, um, and everything else and the safety car and every lap he put in was within the same second. Mm. He's just, that's
0: next level. Look, (laughs) I'm, a big believer. If I was going to believe in anything in this world, I believe in simulation theory. <laughs> and if simulation theory is correct, Max Verstappen is 100% a bot. Like <laughs> an NPC no. bot that is just thrown in there with just like 110% difficulty yeah. maxed out and hence his name. Yeah. And he's just dominating and nothing can really come close.
1: No, and it's just making it look so so easy. The team is chill. Everything gets thrown at them this season. They're just batting away. Um, you know, even they're, they're boycotting Sky now because they reckon that Max isn't getting the credit that he deserves from a driving point <laughs> that's, of view. That's yeah. b- one of the biggest issues
2: they've had this year. Yeah, is their beef with Sky Sports that he's
1: that <laughs> they're not getting the credit that they deserve. It's yeah. like if, and you're if you're that's
0: ad- one of the w- if that's like the biggest problem you have, then you're doing well, right? Yeah, <laughs> they've been on... Um, They've been so salty about that eight.
1: Hey. Yeah. It was yeah.
2: Uh, was it was it during Ted's notebook? Yeah, he kept, last last race, yeah. He kept referring to um, Lewis being robbed of his eighth championship when mm. he was going up up and down the pits,
0: right? I think it was his comment saying that Max Verstappen can't win a championship normally. He can't win a championship the right way. Yeah. You know, we had last season where it was won by Scandal. the decision by Michael Massey, and then this year it was won by a weird technical rule yeah. that let him win. Yeah. And obviously, he would have won anyway. A race I mean, he's won every
2: race since, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
0: yeah, he, it, it, is, it does have some truth to it in the sense that he can't... He hasn't won a championship the right way. Yeah. In a conventional way. In a way. conventional way yet. But it is a bit harsh and it does go... It, it does say a lot for Sky Sports and their bias in the sense that like they are in a way F1 TV. No mm. one really watches F1 TV. No, Most people no. subscribe to Sky Sports. And when, you, when they're the main broadcaster of Formula 1, you need an unbiased opinion. Mm-hmm. And what Ted Kravitz is giving at the moment is completely biased. Oh, well, they've been given biased opinions since 2007. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> when much.
2: Lewis came
1: into the fucking sport.
0: <laughs> yeah. That is true, right? It's, um, it's a very English, English-favoured crowd, yeah. isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, and the chip on the shoulder just grew after the end of last season. And then, obviously, George came into Mercedes this season, so they had another one. Oh, man. And it's just, yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know. For me, I all I can give is full credit, hats off to Max for, for what he's done. Um, 14 wins in a season, regardless of however many races there are. You know, people will argue that there's more races this year yep. than in any other season, but you you have to win those races. For sure. I know, I know it sounds very simplistic to say that, but you have to deliver every single week, week in, week out. And for him and the team to be able to do that week in, week out... um is, just is astonishing. Yeah. And, and the only thing that stopped him from winning every single race in a row from, I think, oh, what, was it, what was the race after Austria? Oh, God. geez, I'm not yeah, so sure. Testing <laughs> our memory here. Yeah, it might have been Spa or some, something like that. Yeah, Shabzi will get it Producer for me in a second. Producer on the, on the yeah, After here. Austria, we had France.
0: Call us a Joe yeah, Rogan so it'll, podcast. It'll be,
1: it'll be every race from France. Yeah. <laughs> every race from France except for Singapore, he's won. And Singapore, he probably should have won. Yeah. Which is just... When you put it like in that context, it just blows your mind.
0: And that's the thing, right? It's There's a level of success that you get to. We saw it with Lewis Hamilton. We've seen it with Michael Schumacher and the rest. Mm. There's a level of success you get to where no matter who you are, you just don't like it. I'm a Max Verstappen fan. It's getting to the point now where I'm like, you're great. You've shown your greatness. But like from a fan's perspective, we want to see Give us something a different. spicy yeah. field. We don't want to see this absolute dominance. and. He's not going to change course, right? He's just going to completely no keep way. dominating yeah. the he's way And he's so he young is. too. That's yeah.
1: that's the scary part. Yeah. And
0: and with that, beca- like, comes a lot of um, skepticism about the car and the way yeah. he does things and comments mm-hmm. from Ted Kravitz. So, I feel like that's just a start. If Max is going to continue dominating, this is Ted Kravitz's comments is just a touch in the.
1: And and that's the thing. Like, the longer this level of dominance goes on for Max, the less credit he as a driver will actually get. Yeah, people will yeah. find something else in his circumstance to give the credit to. They'll say, "Oh, well, he has the he's got the best car. He's got the best car. He's in the best team." Mm. You know, they're they're almost referring to these as like Adrian Newey's championships and Adrian Newey's wins. It's like, well, no, it's not that simple. Yeah. You know, someone's got to be in that car delivering week in, week out. Yeah,
2: in a, in a similar way to to what's happened with Lewis, and I'll, I'll be the first one to put my hand up and say, oh, "I'm probably the loudest one for those for those claims." But you know, it's the same thing. Mm. He's won seven championships, and and the first, um the first excuse people give is oh he's he's always had the best car Mm. but he's you know still got to get in the car put his foot
1: down and and steer it around the track and and finish on top and and the thing i'll argue in max's case for this season is that he has won every single different kind of race this season he's won races in the dry the wet he's run he's won from pole yeah he's won in battles he's won from fucking 14th on the grid (laughs) he's won from 10th (laughs) like but they're not memorable are they
0: like because he's made it look so easy exactly and <laughs> yeah. that, that is a problem for his legacy in a way because people won't remember that
1: but the, mm. the, i think one day they'll, they'll remember his dominance yeah, yeah they'll look back at it in the same way that we look back at like the schumacher era now with ferrari and at the time people were like well he has the most amazing team the most amazing car of course he's going to win and now we look back at it and we think jesus the the shit show that ferrari has been since then how did he how do did that? he do it yeah Mm. I think someday in the future we'll probably look back at this era of Max kind of similar to how we look back at the era of Vettel as well and think wow to actually deliver to that level every single weekend insane Mm. yeah fantastic
0: yeah with retrospect yeah Yeah. in the moment it's like there's a lot of lot of hate and a lot of dislike but in retrospect you get to see how amazing it is to do what he does.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to come full circle, it'd be nice to see, you know, your international broadcast team actually give him some of that credit and just say, hey, yeah. you, hats off to you, fella. You've, you've done fucking well this season. Give yeah. him his flowers while you still can. Exactly,
0: yeah. yeah. I, um just before we wrap up this bit on Red Bull v hmm. Sky Sports, it was apparently Maxis Verstappen and Christian Horner that didn't want to talk to him. Yeah, they've gone like team-wide. Team-wide. And apparently hmm. it's indefinite. So I'm keen to see at the next race... What happens What happens if they give into it Um, I think
2: they've been Since the the cost cap All that drama started They've Mm. just not been eating To save money (laughs) (laughs) They're getting a bit like hangry They're all hangry (laughs) They're all taking it out on everyone else
1: Yeah
3: Yeah. Welcome Matty Thanks for having me It's good to be back
0: This uh, toothpick business mate You're thinking Danny Ricardo Or someone in Austin
3: Oh he does do it as well I didn't (laughs) even pick that up But yeah it's becoming A bit of my signature
0: Oh you didn't pick it up did you I thought you were a copycat Nah nah nah
3: Although I do have the boots to match, do you? Mm. Yeah, but um, no, no. This is just becoming my thing. Yeah, Maybe right. he's copied me. Are
0: you channeling that you're sort of in, in a country boy or something? My country
3: boy. Yeah, I think it was post Texas. I saw him on the horse <laughs> and all that. I, I've been inspired. So oh,
0: yeah, yeah. toothpick is in. Mm. So by that nature, you'd be betting on the horses today at the Melbourne Cup, then, right? No, I didn't. But I heard you did very well. Yeah, and you once again
3: failed to share with the rest of us mm. what the tips. Yeah. Well, you've done this before, <laughs> by the way.
0: It was <laughs> the what? season
3: in the F1. He's got I form. think he did a double DNF. Oh, that the came Aston Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, never okay. Mentioned it I, I
0: have this theory with betting that if, as soon as you share your bet, you've lost.
3: Fair. Yeah. It. But Honestly,
0: every single time I've shared mates, a bet,
1: I've you lost. You put it in there anyway. True. but, no, I'll, but yeah. You're doing
0: them a dirty because you know as soon as you post it, you're going to lose and, and they're, they're going to lose, lose too. The and, yeah. and then they're going to yeah. blame you. Yeah.
1: There'll be resentment there. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Well, then what you could do is just put our share in the bet
0: without telling us, in yours. Yeah, we need bet with mates. Yeah, mm. bet with mace is good. Bet with mace is great. We hope won- you had a good week. <laughs> you <know>. Oh, mate! And then lost it all. Okay, I didn't lose all of it. We got down. I got up to two hundred with a bonus bet, and then we got down to ninety. But yeah, it's been a big week of betting between mm. the horses and F one and whatnot. Um, Not but yeah, today was probably the biggest win I've ever had. I put a twenty dollar trifecta on the horses and got two and a half grand. So that was that was one that goes down the history of biggest Which wins for me. Pretty impressive. Yeah. i would be happy with that. And it was a mistake. And that's when you win, right? It was a mistake.
3: <laughs> oh, it was, you didn't intentionally do So it. my mate
0: sent through a tip. It was a quaddy, So top four. Yeah. And I accidentally put top three. And it won. <laughs> if I'd put top four, I would have <laughs> lost. You would have got it wrong. Exactly. So you never win when you do it on purpose. Yeah. Or when you post it to your mates. Take that advice. All right.
3: right. You won't be getting any F1 bets from me
1: then in the chat. Yeah and, and I wouldn't bet on the horses in the F1 either. Prance, <laughs> prance, prancing horses are not going to pay Unreliable, you out. Unreliable, yeah.
0: No. It's funny when you're talking about um I think you're talking about Ferrari or Alpine before. Yeah. How they start the season strong and then they just get overtaken. Yeah. I was literally thinking in my head about all the horse races today where like there's a dollar fifty favourite <laughs> and everyone is <laughs> piling <running> their, backwards. <laughs> everyone's piling their cash in on a dollar fifty favourite and they're winning the whole way. And the last like ten metres, some fucking twenty dollar horse comes out of nowhere. I don't and know nowhere. Them, right? It and is and
1: yeah, it is funny how Melbourne Cup comes around and in the same way that everyone that's watched The Drive to Survive has turned into an F1 Everyone's expert <laughs> Everyone today Was a horse racing <laughs> expert yeah. horse And I'm racing. still
0: convinced No one knows What the fuck They're talking about When it comes to horses Nah Because like a You could be like Oh this horse runs well But like It doesn't does like it When well? it comes to the race Anything can happen Yeah Jumps does. out of the gate Whatever But Think- yeah, this is an F1 podcast. So we're is. getting we're, we're digressing here. It's yeah. racing, so you know <laughs> it is <too> racing. <laughs> but but on the racing. But resources in both on the line of betting. I've heard you've had a bet on since the start of the season for Formula One that's doing pretty well.
1: I have. Um, well, obviously my Leclerc world champion one did not pay out. <laughs> that did that backfired spectacularly. Yeah,
3: I could have told you that wasn't going to pay out from the start. Hey, it was looking pretty good. <laughs> I had a
1: I had a cash out of like 150 bucks in Melbourne, and I should have taken in it. <laughs> I should have taken it, but my eyes are bigger than my stomach. Um, but now my, um, my VSC or safety car, cheeky little, cheeky little gamble is still going. Thank you to Alonso for, for getting in there yeah, with uh, like a 10 second VSC this weekend. <laughs> So
0: yeah, you got that by the skin of your teeth. He now. was my savior. Yeah, the only thing is now
3: I feel like superstition creeps in because you have just said you shouldn't be telling other people, you and we just talked and about it on the just podcast. It up yeah, <laughs> and you just publicly put it out there. Yeah, wait until next Watch, week. There's
0: what no is it, Brazil coming car. up. Brazil's no going to be like <laughs> no a single file safety race.
1: Classes. Like they're all going to no no overtaking. Nothing. It's or just, like yeah. there
0: will be like seven people who spin out, but they all recover the car and get back out on track. Yeah, and remarkable. Like, yeah,
1: remarkable. Hey.
0: But yeah, so to win that bet, is it does it include VSC and full safety car or is it both?
1: Uh, either or. So it just has to be one, oh, to one during each race. Yeah. yeah, right.
0: That's pretty unusual to get a safety car in every single race during a season. Like historically, that wouldn't have happened that much, has
1: it? Gen- I think, well, that's probably why the odds are so high. But generally, there's always at least one or two races where it's just pretty similar to Mexico, just uneventful. Like there's no retirements or if they retire, like they retire in the pits yeah. um, and then no incident. Just like pretty standard start to finish race, yeah. mm. um, but for whatever reason this season's been a bit unpredictable. There's been retirements, uh, there's been <laughs> race direction that kind of doesn't know what they're doing, and they'll just throw out safety cars and penalties and mm. and VSCs and recovery vehicles wherever they feel like it. So, hey, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, yeah no, that's not a great <laughs> bet. That's yeah. a great bet. Speaking of penalties, what did you think, Maddie, of the uh, ten seconds for Ricardo versus five seconds for Russell last weekend?
3: Look the ten seconds for Ricardo as long as much as I love him, and look he he had a great weekend. fuck it was deserved like, yeah, yeah, it was bad, yeah, um yeah, I think it was deserved last week russell I mean it is it is pretty much kind of the same thing, if anything, I would have called Russell's probably worse, but mm. that's me bias obviously to Ricardo mm. um yeah, i think I think they got it wrong last week i should I think it should have been harsher on Russell, yeah, um. I think they got it right this week and it just worked out well. I think I got to rocket up him and he
1: switched it on. It worked out in his favour, yeah. Yeah. But but I agree. I think just no consistency there between the two of them. No. Between the two yeah, penalties. When is there consistency? Yeah. And it, really it goes
0: back to what we talked about quite a few potties back in the sense that like this year when they got rid of Michael Massey, they put in two different yeah, yeah. race directors Yeah, who are calling two different... They've got two different brains, right? They're calling different shots. they got to a certain take on the rules because obviously we've got all the rules laid out in in paper form but as we know, they there's a lot of grey areas mm, Yeah. and realistically, the race director has a lot of say in major decisions during the race and the fact that you put two different race directors who aren't together, it's like some races, you know, one will go, the other races, the other will go. It's like, how do you, it's a no-brainer that there's going to be differences in calls taken and yeah. Yeah. decisions made that, aren't you know there's meant not, to be there's like a lack of consistency yeah Yeah. for sure so taking Michael Massey from last season and what we've seen this season how would you organise the FIA for next season would you put one guy in would you bring Michael Massey back I'd bring Massey would back would you put a board in of 12 people that all sit around board a circle table and debate and turn into a podcast during the race yeah and it'd we be get a live
3: feed. it'd be good for the race because it'd go super quick when they make you'd, decisions you'd want to well. mic them up but <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think
1: I, um I think this season's proved that more people trying to do the job is definitely not better. Yeah. That just if anything, that just leads to more inconsistency and more issues with dishing, dishing out penalties and running the race. So yeah, I mean it it's really been an issue that F one have had for a number of years now since um since the original race director uh passed away, uh Charlie Whiting. Um and he, he had outlined massive to be his replacement, but obviously he didn't have enough time to, to give him the training that he yeah. needed. Mm. But um, see the other
3: thing about that is that he had been in there for such a long time. Yeah. That, that was the consistency. That's the key part. It yeah. was yeah. that his opinions and perspective and subjectiveness mm. was always the same. Yeah. Whereas you brought in a new race director. Yeah. Obviously things are going to vary.
1: Yeah. Um. And that's a really that's a really valid point. Yeah. So yeah.
3: it's either you let, you bring someone in and you let them ride it out for a few years until they get into form or get into rhythm, mm. or alternatively you just harsh out like the, or be be clearer on the rules to follow. Yeah. And kind of, yeah, try and get rid of those grey areas.
0: And I think Michael Massey was on the precipice of sort of getting past that initial hurdle of getting through that period, the first one to two years of getting his feet. And he was becoming more comfortable. And I think if it wasn't for that Abu Dhabi race, he would be there for a very long time. I think he would have still been there.
3: Mm. And it
0: is a shame that that just that one race, that one decision defined his whole career. Mm. And that just in the boot but that's just life i guess
1: that's the business that's their yeah, fun yeah. yeah
0: yeah um but yeah we'll see what they do next season i hope they don't i hope they just pick one guy send him to every race if he makes bad decisions we can roast him yeah put in a new guy. yeah it's good for us Give yeah. us more content more, to work more topics anyway. to talk about yeah yeah
1: there's always something to talk about from f1 even with a boring race like we had on the weekend it always yeah. is
0: and speaking mm. of hot topics uh the big news over the last week was that the penalty for Red Bull for breaching the cost cap finally came out. Mm. Um, It was a long time waiting for that decision to be made. Um, And we finally got the details on it. So they got a $7 million fine and a 10% reduction in car development time for their budget cap breach. Mm. Their breach was $2.2 million or 1.6%. But the FIA acknowledged if a tax credit had been correctly applied, would have been $0.5 million or 0.37%. So, it was a very minor breach. The minor breach rules give a width of 7 million, I think, or 6 yeah, million. up to 7 million, Up I believe, to 7 yeah. million. So, they're in the very lower bracket of that. Yeah. Um, obviously, people wanted a heavier fine or penalty for what they got. What do you guys think? Was it fair?
3: Well, uh, yeah, I reckon it's fair. I mean, it is harsh considering that they, they were on the lower end of that bracket, but they need a set example, like... If yeah. they get away with it or they get away with a small penalty or whatever it was, then that kind of entices them or other teams who in the future just go, let's weigh up the option. Do we go over, cop a small penalty, but reap the rewards throughout the season? Mm. Yeah, let's go with that. So this kind of sets a, sets a standard now. Other teams are going to look look at that and go, oh no, we're deterred from the idea. You know what I mean? So I think it's, it's harsh, but I think it's fair. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think that the fact that all of the rival teams were complaining saying it wasn't harsh enough and Red Bull were complaining saying it was too harsh means the reality is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. In yeah, that yeah like it seems control. like it is the right decision. Yeah, th- yeah. The, the only two points that I'd argue is that, that the financial penalty, um, in, in my opinion, would make a lot more sense if it came out of next year's budget cap. Oh, yeah. it is? Right, no, so it's, an, it's on top of your budget. So it's I think it's just like a fine. It, you have it's, to pay. it's a fine essentially for. So for that, that money the can come
0: from anywhere in Red Bull.
1: Yeah, remote. Christian Horner could pay that out of his pocket if he really wanted to. Yeah, oh, so I, okay. and, and
0: realistically, that doesn't damage them at all, does it? Because no. Because they got deep pockets. No, yeah, and, exactly. and the
1: point that Mercedes, I think it was Toto Wolff made, and, and I kind of agree with it, is then that the reduction in um, aero testing and, and car development time and not having the fine come out of your budget means that you can now allocate that resource to other parameters of the car performance that aren't necessarily yeah. wind tunnel and CFD. Yeah, right. So it, it the, working under the constraints of a budget cap has always been about efficiency and finding yeah. the best places to spend money to add to performance of the car mm. they're not saying you can't develop the car now but they're now channeling them in a different direction they've made a decision
3: you can't use it there so they'll allocate that somewhere else yeah it's it's yeah. money that's
1: still going to get spent red bull now know that they can't spend it on wind tunnel so and the CFD so they'll find somewhere else to spend it
3: yeah oh uh, okay they'll so i sort of focus w- on another area exactly oh, so i thought it was on the budget
1: yeah so strictly speaking Yes, the car development aspect will will hurt them, but it's kind of hard to pin down like how much it will hurt them. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't believe these claims from Mercedes and Ferrari saying it's going to give them, you know, f- 0.5 of a second of pain. Sorry, Red Bull saying that it's going to give them 0. 0.5 of a second of pain.
0: Oh, that's well over exaggerated. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. 10% of your wind tunnel time. Yeah, it hurts, but Yeah. It's 10%. Yeah. So we've got 90% wind tunnel time. Probably don't even need to tunnel the time. They still got the else. fastest car on the
1: track. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think when you factor in that they still got the exact same amount of money to spend on everything else and all the other aspects of running the team, mm. it's it's a pretty it's a fair penalty. I feel.
3: Nah, see, I disagree. Now. I rec- I initially thought it was coming out of the budget, and that's where I was like, yeah, no, nah.
1: because you've gone over. You've
3: overexpended. You've gone over the budget. Yeah, and you've reaped rewards because of the inner season. Naturally, the following season or whenever that comes out. Whenever you cop that fine, mm. it should be coming out of the budget because it has to balance out. Mm. Like you said, like oh, I think it was you, Dan, saying a seven million dollar fine to Red Bull is nothing. Like they make so much money even outside of F one. Yeah,
0: they'll just hire a few less Red Bull girls for next season. Yeah, to exactly. Give yeah. out free Red Bulls in the eastern suburbs. Like honestly, they could take that out of anywhere. They're a multi billion dollar company. Yeah, right. They that means absolute piss all to them. So, I think maybe they should create a rule where any financial penalty comes out of your budget. Yeah, I yeah. agree. That's no matter like whether it's Red Bull or any other team, I think that, mm. that makes a lot more sense because if you also take into consideration if someone like Haas had the same fine, let's say they got a $7 million fine for breaching the budget cap, that $7 million fine would have actually affected them yeah. because... Yeah. They're tight on sponsorship. They don't have as much cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Red Bull, it means nothing to them. So do something that even is even to the whole field, which is budget cap. Mm. Take it out of the budget cap. Boom, it's even for everyone. Yeah, makes it a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and I mean, they were they were the team that went over the budget cap, and you, they can argue it as much as they want, and they can say, look, there were things that we didn't understand but there were also a lot of other teams i think Alpine was one that made it very public that they said because it was the first season we purposely made an effort to stay well below Under. the budget cap yeah. and give ourselves margin and we can yeah. we can take away from that margin as we progress through through the years with these regulations and as we learn exactly what you can and can't claim within that cap
0: yeah, and exactly. i understand
1: that like they're operating at different competitive levels in f1 that red bull were fighting for a title so they had to push the margins but like you know, yeah, but
3: that's a risky take And if yeah, you go you, over you, gotta, you got to internalize.
1: Yeah, you've got some pretty smart people in that team Like surely yeah. someone at some point thought Hey, we're actually getting a bit over it here There's probably a chance that we've exceeded the cost cap Like, what do we do?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I tend to disagree I think it's so The cost cap is so broad mm. That it's so hard for the teams to keep an eye on it Like, it covers so many things Like freight, catering yeah, <laughs> All of that Yeah they Keep have it strictly to car and performance and race weekend. Like, take out fucking catering. Like, okay, if you feed the team a buffet breakfast every morning, it doesn't mean man, your car's going to be faster. Nutrition
3: breakfast, most important meal of the day, mate. I, I, I know. I <laughs> know. going. I
0: know. Feed but like, if you engineers. feed them more, you're probably going to be slower because your car's heavier. So like, <laughs> things like catering, <laughs> take it out. It doesn't. It doesn't matter in the yeah, budget but It's the same for everyone.
3: So and they have people allocated. To be able to plan this out Like mm. It's not like they're doing it On but a make whim it easier Or they got for them. One of their engineers Who takes care of cars Writing up the budget On a, on a scrap piece of paper Like yeah. they got <laughs> professionals Dealing with it Yeah bro They you. got Excel if spreadsheets If you got yeah. it wrong <laughs> Exactly If you got it wrong Fucking You're an idiot Like yeah. You
0: know I who know they to need say? to hire Mate. I don't know if you guys have seen <laughs> Esports they have now doing Excel competitions in eSports. Oh, But I've seen them on
3: TikTok, which might have been like snippets of the eSports. Yeah,
0: it's like the newest, um, spankiest sort of like eSports thing. Mm. And so yeah, you I can like watch some. people on Twitch just go and ham on Excel spreadsheets <laughs> and like bet on it uh, on bets. Yeah, no, that, like it's legit. It's have it. yeah. It's actually crazy. Yeah, so just hire a few of them. Friday need at least It seems five, like they need a knows. few of them. Yeah. yeah,
1: sign them up. Find them now. Yeah. 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 One thing I will say though is that I can say Pretty confidently, I reckon, the one person in Red Bull that had absolutely no idea that they were breaking the cost cap was Max Verstappen. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, would have have, clue. <laughs> he wouldn't have the faintest idea of what the fuck financially was going on <laughs> in that team. Either I don't right. reckon yeah.
3: he knows what's going on in the team until he rocks up on FP1 gets, on, the, on the Friday.
1: Gets in the car, what's my setup, when am I coming in for tyres? That's it. Tell me on the radio when I've got to change a few things, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, which is weird no to think about it, right? The 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 driver just rocks up and all that behind the scenes stuff they don't have to worry about. Yeah.
3: And well, it depends on the driver. I mean some are invested more. Like I know signs in when especially when he first came to Ferrari. Yeah. We're spending a lot of time in Italy and like a lot of time with the engineers and stuff like that.
1: Some would probably care, others yeah. would probably be like no, I just want to jump in the car and go. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon a driver like Ocon cares. Yeah. A boring probably. nerdy driver like yeah,
3: Ocon. 100%. Yeah, 100% It's
0: all about those figures. Yeah.
3: Russell as well I reckon.
1: Mm. Yeah. Burgers. Oh yeah, Russell will be there like patting, patting his engineers on the Virgin's back, a lot of them. crikey we've spent a lot of money this season, <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'd be
0: like crikey we've spent a lot of this, a lot this season but can we get some caviar for next race <laughs> yeah. please? He would be the type to lose off caviar and yeah. yeah. eh? He loves He loves some eggy bumps, doesn't he? No, nah, he'd
1: probably be like a full English breakfast kind of lad. Like traditional English breakfast. Bit of sausage. Bit of sausage, yeah.
0: <laughs> bit of, <bit> of <laughs> you brown. Made me some sausage. <laughs> yeah, he would. Uh, <laughs> <he> Oi, <would. laughs> hey, Lewis, you want to give me some sausage, mate?
1: Lewis says yes.
0: <laughs> Alright, well, before this podcast gets too silly like last week, because my God, it <laughs> got silly last week. Let's uh, let's call it there. Mm. Um And we'll see you guys next week to Preview Brazil. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. See you next week. See See ya. ya.